Episode 235, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 5, Rewind. Welcome to Level 7. A podcast about Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a magical place. Hello and welcome to Welcome to Level 7. I'm Ben, Ben Avery, and I'm here to talk about the final episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of 2017. And I am not alone. I have been joined by another agent, and that agent is Agent Samantha. Welcome. Yay! Hi, welcome. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm good. We're sitting here. It's 2018. We have moved into the future. The slow way. (laughs) So... (laughs) And uh, I am ready to talk about some MCU. Are you ready to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Um, let me think about this. Yeah, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Come you, you, on. you hesitated a little bit longer than I thought. And <laughs> and you didn't hesitate much at all. So, But it was still a little bit longer. Just slightly. So, yeah, let's do it. We, we're gonna, we've got some news to talk about here, and then uh, we'll talk about the episode. We've got two bits of uh, written feedback. Uh, audio feedback is going to have to wait until next episode because it's just been crazy. Holidays, family time, all that kind of thing. I haven't had a chance to sort through it and get through it, but we will get to that next episode. And also, at the end, after the post-credit or for the post-credit sequence, we're going to talk about some stuff that is going on in the Welcome to Level 7 feeds and outside of it as well. Some new cool stuff that we are doing for 2018. So that said, let's do it. Let's talk about let's talk about the future of the MCU in 2018. Now? Right now. I'm pressing the button. Oh, we're not going to talk about it in the future? Well, we are talking about it in the future, but just a couple seconds into the future. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know, we all wonder about the future because the future is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. <laughs> Shield intelligence report. Okay. And if you don't get that reference, I don't blame you, but it is from uh, a movie I've seen way too many times considering how bad it is. Oh, reminds me. I know I've, I've heard it many, many times. Plan nine from outer space. Oh, you know, I I have not seen that in about five years, and I own a copy. Uh, we, <sighs> I was like, I know we that are line some of the few somewhere. and the proud who. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but we're not here to talk about Plan Nine from Outer Space. We are here to talk about the future of the MCU, specifically what's happening in 2018, and what is happening in 2018. Well, first of all. There are the things that are happening right now that we'll be finishing up, and that includes Runaways with a couple more episodes here in 2018, and then the, not really a second half of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but the the final bit of this season uh, will be running through the beginning here of 2018, and hopefully we'll find out if there's a sixth season. Uh, That's one thing that is interesting to think about, is this fifth season could be the last and I don't know. That'd be weird to to not have Agents of Shield. Yeah, it would because this is. I feel like um, Welcome to Level Seven is primarily an Agents of Shield show, 
in many ways. Well, in- I mean, well, that's that's like our center focus, in, in essentially, because the name of the show comes from the pilot episode of Agents of Shield. I mean, uh, we have uh, Clark Gregg who does the the voice in the opener, yeah. so. Yeah, it would yeah. be interesting if Agents of Shield was not a thing anymore. Although there is definitely plenty of MCU without Agents of Shield, but yeah, absolutely, Agents of Shield is the reason we're doing this podcast. Clark Gregg is honestly the reason we're doing this podcast. When you really, when it really comes down to it, um, it, it it can all be traced directly to him being in that first Iron Man movie. Yeah, so it's it's gotta love him. <laughs> that's gotta uh, love him so much. I mean. I, we will have pl- plenty of things to podcast about without Agents of Shield, but yeah, if but if it like happens, Runaways. Yeah, yeah. You know, Runaways is really great. It, it's it's exceeded my expectations, which is never a bad thing. No, no, and there's only two episodes left, um, and and those two episodes now is the time to get that free trial of Hulu and cancel. After you've binge watched, you know, so you don't have to pay anything. I I don't get any money to say this. Hulu is not paying me to say, get the free sample and then get out because that's a bad business model for them to promote. (laughs) But I am saying, you know, it is worth the time. It's worth one month subscription, honestly. I mean, if you can't get the free sample because you've already done that before, uh, it's worth one month of subscription to Hulu. Plus, you can watch old episodes of The Incredible Hulk and, and there's, you know, Agent Carter is now exclusively on Hulu those two seasons. Yes. So, I mean, one month of Hulu is well worth the money. Uh and you're and if you're doing it for runaways, then you you're getting your money's worth. I I would say, especially if you're getting a free trial and and watching it for free. So, yeah. That's my it, that's my promo bit for for Hulu. Yeah, and and not just uh MCU content, but there's also um other Marvel content such as Legion, mm-hmm. you get access to Legion. Well, and and there's there's lots of other stuff there as well. Yeah, um, you know my 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 son and I, my my youngest son and I, are watching Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, and that's just we are cracking up watching that show. And so again, that's the kind of thing that makes it worth your money, makes it worth your time, blah blah blah. But Runaway is definitely worth your time. So those are two things from. They'll be out in 2018. The things now that I'm, I'm, I'm really curious, Samantha, what, what you're most excited about. There are three MCU movies coming in 2018. One of them is Black Panther, February 16th, 2016. We're not too far away from Black Panther. Yes. Uh, there's also a- Avengers Infinity War. Uh, I can't yes. remember the date on that one, but it's it's coming up. Let's see if I've got it May? here. May 4th. Oh, interesting. It's on May the 4th. May the 4th. <laughs> huh. Huh. Well, uh, that's that's an appropriate time. It's appropriate. And then yeah. the third movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which is July 6th. July yes. 6th. So, so those are the three MCU movies we can look forward to in 2018. Uh, which one are you looking forward to the most? Which one are you looking forward to the least? And then we'll be able to, through context clues, figure out which one is the middle one for you. Ha, okay, so. Oh, this is so hard to say. I agree. I agree. Um, That's why I'm making I, you go first. <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
I am looking forward to it, but I will say of those three, it is the one I'm least looking forward to. So um, the title of most looking forward to goes yeah. to... It's hard to say either Black Panther or Infinity War. It um, from the promos of the uh, of Infinity War, it looks like you cannot see Black Panther without watching that movie. Yeah, uh, and you need Black Panther to take you into that movie. Yeah, um, I. It's hard to say. Probably, I'm probably looking forward to Infinity War more. Because I am curious how they are going to set up this gigantic cast that they have. Yeah, I I think I'm looking forward to Black Panther the most. Okay. Uh, just it looks so, so good. And maybe part of that is just proximity. It's coming up soon. So yes. that might be part of it. But um, And then Ant-Man and the Wasp. I am looking forward to it, but that's probably number three on my list. So it basically goes... Black Panther coming first. I'm looking forward to that the most. And then Avengers Infinity War and then Ant-Man and the Wasp. That's that's my ranking of what I'm looking forward to the most. But all of them, in, they're just very different. Uh, at least they feel like, yeah. just from what we know about them, that they're going to be very different. All but right. it's like saying, what do you, what, what do you, what are we looking forward to? Actually, let's get move on to the next segment or next list of things to look forward to, and then I will say this is why it's so difficult to rank these things. So next we have, and this is this is kind of wild, uh, Netflix things for us to look forward to, and that is Luke Cage season two, Jessica Jones season two. And Daredevil season two, it's it, it's looking like all three of those are coming here in 2018 or season three, rather, of Daredevil. But yeah, which one of these are you looking forward to the most? Um, the listeners may not know. I think I've mentioned to this to you guys before um, off air, but I absolutely hate ranking stuff. Favorite and least favorite. Uh, and these three, it's it's like picking a favorite child when you love all of your children. I, it's like, actually, I'm probably looking forward to these three more than I am the movies, <laughs> if you really want to ask me. Yeah, okay. But, that's, that's, a, that's a different question, but maybe a better question. Yeah, but at the same time, don't ask me if I want to see Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, or Daredevil more because I love them all for different reasons. All right. I will not. So, I will yeah. not ask you. Uh, okay. So the final thing for us to anticipate in 2018 are two shows that were lined up for Freeform Channel, but one of them is not. And this actually may not happen in 2018. I'm not sure what's going to happen with this, with one of them. But Cloak and Dagger is coming to Freeform. When? I thought there was a date. I can't find a date anywhere. And that's not a problem because I, I honestly, I'm looking forward to a time when we're not having too many things happening all at once. <laughs> so uh, if, if, say cloak and dagger were to happen after agents of shield uh was done with season five i'd I'd be okay with that but there's not a date for it yet that i can find there may be one out there i just can't find one 
the other one that was going to be on Freeform but now is definitely not going to be on Freeform is New Warriors. And that's the show that was going to feature Night Thrasher and uh, Squirrel Girl and uh, Speedball and Mr. Immortal. Um, that show itself, it got ordered. A 10-episode season was ordered, but they are no longer going to play it on Freeform. Uh, I don't know where it's going to end up, if it's going to end up on Hulu as another one of those series, maybe. Um yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. But that is 2018 Future of the MCU. I was looking forward to Squirrel Girl. Yeah, I'm not. Fam- oh, I'm not ahead. familiar with the character, but just the name Squirrel Girl is like <laughs> okay, something unique is happening here. I am intrigued. Yeah, yeah, and, and she's gained some notoriety and popularity in the comics and. The actress who is playing her is – I don't remember her name, but she's she's the happy cell phone salesperson in one of the cell phone company's ads that I can't remember which one. Is it Verizon? I think it's Verizon. Oh, man. Um, anyway. That's, that's it, a bummer it's been put off because that, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I It was also meant to be like – an intentional comedy, a comedy series, not just a, a superhero series that has some humor, but it's supposed to be a comedy. And so I'm not sure how it would have fit into the MCU tonally, but I was ready for it because Squirrel Girl, Mr. Immortal, they're both Great Lakes Avengers characters. And uh. yeah, people know how I feel about Great Lakes Avengers. And if, if you're just joining us, uh, well, as a, as a Midwest boy, <laughs> Great Lakes Avengers appealed to me and I've always liked those characters until they were turned into the butt of the joke instead of just being able to be part of the joke. But anyway, Cloak and Dagger, I'm also looking forward to. I've always liked those characters as well. So that is 2018 in the MCU. And now it's time for us to talk about the last episode of 2017. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. Mission report. Let's talk about Rewind, and if anyone listened to our last episode from Runaways, um, I had all of my notes on paper because my computer was down for a little while, and same thing for this episode. The computer was still down at the time that I was watching this episode and taking notes, so it's on paper. If you hear something rustle, that's what it is. We're going to rewind, though, to the past. We're going to rewind decades into the past because we were in the future. And so now we're going to rewind to the past, which is actually the present. And that's what happens when you do time travel. Well, you know, in 2017, this is not the only MCU episode that is called Rewind. Why is that? What am I forgetting? Um, Runaways. I think episode two was called Rewind. Oh, huh. yeah, that's good. Gonna, I'm gonna have to change my uh, the way I link this episode then, because I usually just use a portion of the episode title. But rewind is the episode title and a portion of that is just one word. So, yeah, I'll and figure something out. Was there a, an Inhumans episode called Rewind? Let me look at that up. Because <laughs> I am just. 
I don't know but... because, well, yeah, well, rewind is appropriate here. It was probably appropriate there. No, it, it wasn't. If I, yeah, because I can remember the episode titles for Inhumans were. Um, yeah, they were all comic book story. Titles. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, so okay. this episode starts by going all the way to the beginning of this season. Actually, it's the end of last season uh, with Fitz at the diner and everyone's eating their pie and having a good ch- time except for Fitz who's talking about this is all my fault. And and then all of a sudden, everyone's gone. What happened? And then Fitz gets arrested and interrogated. And they're interrogating him about where S.H.I.E.L.D. went. And he says, nope. It's my fault, but I don't know anything. And uh, then his his big theory then is, you did it. You did it. And yeah, then they they potentially blame the robot alibi by Asimov is what they say by blaming the LMD. Um, and they just, time is going by. There's six months goes by and he's in prison. He gets interrogated. He's like, look, I want to help too. I want to find them. And so finally they convince him and they get him paper, pens, books, and a TV so he can watch soccer. And then he comes up with another theory, schizophrenia. Maybe he did it. Maybe he's the one who got rid of them. And they, they figure out that that's not the case. And then he also, the other big request that he's made is he wants to write letters to a soccer fanzine. Uh, and they're okay with that because he's working hard and he's trying to help them. And so he sends his letters and they're, they say you can do that as long as you uh, – uh, as long as they make sure that it's it goes to the fanzine, fanzine anonymously. And we see him working hard and getting really upset about soccer. So that's <laughs> that's act one and our tag at the, or our cold open at the beginning. Uh, so the question I pose to you about – this what's going on here is the fanzine letter. You knew it was yes. a plan, right? Like you knew that was how he's going to contact someone outside. Yeah. Let's pretend to yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, <laughs> it was just such an odd I thought it was detail. Odd. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was odd. And I was like, this is going somewhere. I wasn't sure if it was a part of a bigger scheme, but I just knew something was up about it. It was check off soccer fandom or sorry, football fandom. It was Chekhov's yes. football fandom, and they they hung it on the wall. And I'm just thinking, there that's got to be the way he's getting clues out, because he's stuck there. He has no contact with the outside world, and he's working with. I called them Marvel, Mulder and Scully. Uh, the the two people that he's getting the most time with, and one of them is a guy in a suit, and the other one is a woman in a uniform. So I, I call them Marvel, Mulder, and Scully because they just felt X-Files to me. Yeah, they kind of – well, I, I nitpick about – I think I've, I've, I've said this before about mustache. Um, but one thing that bugs me about military shown on television, they're always in their like class A upper tier dress uniforms. And I'm like, no, they'd be in something different in this kind of setting. You, you got to accept the symbolism. Yeah, you got to accept it as symbolic. And the other thing is, I'm not convinced they are military. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some stuff that's going on in this episode where it's, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, 
he's in this facility and he doesn't know where he is. Um, he's, he's running out of time and they're, they're saying he's wasting their time and they're, he's going to grow old and die in the cell. But then who shows up? Lance. It's our buddy, Lance, Lance Hunter. He's Hunter. back. And we cut to commercial after we see our buddy, Lance Hunter, that we knew was going to be in this episode if you watched any kind of promos or anything like that. But even and though it Daniel- was a surprise, it was not unwelcome. Yeah. Well, I I forgot that he was going to come back. Oh, even better for you then. Yeah. Because then it was a surprise. I- Yes, but I know somewhere Daniel is crying tears of sadness because Hey Girl did not return. Poor Daniel. You know, <laughs> we those... have a couple voicemails from yeah. Daniel that I haven't had a chance to actually download. And so I, I'm, I'm just going to say he might have something to say about that. Uh, okay, then I will let episode. him handle that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel bad, but I just. Family stuff gets in the way and family comes first, you know, and yeah. even saying it in that way, family stuff gets in the way. It doesn't get in the way. Family stuff comes first. And so I just haven't had a chance to really get through all the audio submissions from Daniel, basically. And <laughs> and I say all of the because it's not like we have a lot coming in for S.H.I.E.L.D., but we do have some coming in for Punisher. And so that's that adds to it where I have to sort through things and, and yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Yes. I got to put Punisher on my uh, must-watch list for the month. <laughs> yeah, you know who has not watched any Punisher yet? You? Yeah, have you? <laughs> I watched a few minutes of the first episode, and I was like, okay, this is too intense to just watch casually at the moment because I was watching stuff casually. But I, I loved the first few minutes. I'm excited right. to get into it, but at the same time, I just had so many other things to watch and I just, I, I couldn't get, I, I just couldn't fit that into my time. And, and I'm, I'm just, at this point I might even wait until we record about it now, I think. <laughs> so that my instant reaction will be the episode that we record in the summer or whatever it is. So, well, it's January and February, which means that there are going to be quite a few d- unscheduled snow days coming up for mm-hmm. me because <laughs> I live in the South, and when it snows, everything shuts down, because that's how we handle it, because <laughs> it doesn't happen all the time. So you're excited to see Lance then? Yes, of course. I love Lance. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a good moment. It was good. So I, I, they... Yeah, I just love the bromance between him and Leo. It, it's just, It's fantastic. But at this point in time, it does feel like he's there because they're interested in what happened because they want to get the agents back. They blame rightfully so because of what they've seen. They blame Daisy for, for shooting Talbot and it's all it's, it's yeah, it's bad, but he's using this as, as the opportunity to find out for himself what happened to his friends. So we come back from the commercial, and this is what happens. More soccer fandom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And also, Fitz had a long-term plan to get out. Uh, He's going to give Lance a list and blah, 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 and and we'll we'll get going. We'll get started on this. And Lance is just, uh, actually, you need to move away from that door because... 
He's got a plan right now. A short-term plan. A plan that involves a guy named Rusty. <laughs> so they blow a hole in the jail. They go out. Rusty comes in a helicopter. He's the best pilot that uh, Lance knows who can get hired for the budget that Lance has. <laughs> the helicopter crashes. They run away. They get in a camper. And they drive. They have a heart-to-heart about their lady loves. We'll talk about that. Um, but we find out that Rusty was paranoid and had surveillance equipment and uh, also ferrets. <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, I love Rusty already. <laughs> <laughs> and they're able to figure out what the government couldn't figure out. And that is that the truck that drives away from the surveillance camera and then drives past another surveillance camera is the same truck, be- just with different uh pictures on the sides and uh, I got to say, I, I, and, and Daniel can vouch for me on this, but uh, Samantha, you know, I'm writing a superhero novel right now. Uh, I'm not doing Uh-oh. a lot of comic book work. And so I'm writing a superhero novel and it features a truck where they disguise the sides and change the sides. And I'm like, do I change this now or do I just leave it in there and hope that people forget about it by the time I finish this novel? But mm. Yeah. And that happens. It's it's not just in this situation. Lots of times you have you have yeah. an idea and someone else does something similar and the, you got to ask yourself, do I keep it or not? Leave it in there for now and then you can make up your mind later. Yeah. 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 Because they figure that out, they're able to find out where the alien guy took their people. And so they go to the alien guy's house the alien guy from episode one of this season and they confront him and the guy lives there alone and he's helpful. He's willing to help them. He uh, tells him exactly what happened. (laughs) And I sent them to the future because a prophecy said the future needed them. And this is where Fitz gets angry and threatens him and says, you're going to send me to them. So that's our uh, act two. Act two is the escape. And um, yeah, you love R- Rusty already. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I, I feel love Rusty terrible already. for Rusty. Is he alive? I, I, Did, I, I, I don't know. There's no way. I, I hope he's alive. If he never shows up and Hunter just talks about him, I'm totally okay with that because I, I kind of like those characters um, in any TV show because they're just kind of quirky yeah no it's fun and funny Uh, yeah i mean it's fun and funny except that he's quite possibly very dead yeah because um helicopter crash uh yeah um helicopter crash when the helicopter is fueled by explodium uh yeah i mean that it was a classic television crash where it explodes and explodes big and that was actually – it's a classic Whedon move too, writing this kind of scene where, oh, here comes help. Oh, it's – here. Uh, help is dead <laughs> or help is out of – help is no longer helping because yeah, yeah. they're caught. Yeah. Help was definitely uh, – yeah, help is definitely dead. But what a funny character and he leaves a great impression without doing anything or even being seen. <laughs> it's a good way to save on a budget by writing a – a character that everybody else talks about, but never showing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So the alien um, guy, Enoch. Yes. What do you think about this guy? I find him to be really interesting. It's yeah. a great way to tie in um, other parts of the galaxy uh, without having to pull in any characters from, say, Guardians of the Galaxy or Thor or other regions of the MCU universe. Wait, that's redundant. I'm sorry. Other regions of the MCU. So, yeah, I, I, I want to know more about him. What has he seen? Uh, I, I would love to see him return after the series if, or after the season, if possible. If he wants to show up on other series, that's fine. But hmm. I'm, I, I'd be happy to see an, an entire series based around him. Um, there is some real potential for something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, there's some real potential for something like that. The other thing that's interesting about him is if they hadn't shown the Watchers in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 – this guy easily could have been a watcher. Yeah. I mean, because that's what he's been sent to do. Is he's been sent to watch and observe and not interfere, except in the case of an extinction-level event, which is going to happen in the future. Yeah. So, you know who he else reminds me of? Um, completely different series. Uh, Castiel on Supernatural. He's very similar. He's an almost eternal being, which I'm not sure how old Enoch is. I think Enoch says something about he's been on Earth for 30,000 years. Yes, but he may be older. So he's at least that old. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of awkward, but he's also interesting. And that's Castiel in a nutshell. Castiel is also loosely based on Constantine. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen any of Supernatural, really. Um, just okay. a random couple episodes in the first couple seasons when it would come on. Because wasn't it paired with Smallville? Yeah, it was. So there would have been evenings when I, I think I just didn't turn the TV off if it was after Smallville. If it was before Smallville, I turned it on early. But okay. I'm, yeah, I, I never really got into the show. And now it's what? On, ep- on season 43? <laughs> yeah, just about. Four? Season 13. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like Enoch a lot, too. I think there's a lot of potential with that character. I think there's a lot of stuff yeah. they can do with that character. Uh, and and I also love that he's just a guy who's helpful and nice. You know? Yeah. He's, he's not some sort of evil presence or... Uh, ominous presence. I mean, he's just there to to watch, and he's there to protect this girl who can see the future. We're going to talk about in a moment here, which we're we're going back to. I mean, we get Lance Hunter, but we also get Robin. So, uh, yeah, let's go there. Let's see. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, Act Three. They go to see the seer, and the seer is Robin, who is the daughter of a guy from an earlier episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. who was able to see um, potential futures and she draws the future. So when in that first episode of this season and he's hanging up child's drawings on his refrigerator, uh, it's not because he's a family man, which is what I thought was the case. No. It's because he's hanging up these drawings from, from Robin. And she is able... 
she knows and sees writing from ancient languages from faraway galaxies. Um, and she is giving him pictures that show the future. And it's, I, I love the little girl character. I mean, this, this episode is bringing up not just, Hey, it's fits. It's, Hey, it's fits and interesting stuff from agents of shield. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the episode where her father shows up. I believe it's season three. Um, and I believe he's in the episode where Daisy faces off against her mother. I cannot find it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the episode that that Robin's father appears. Yeah, and and so once they show her and you see this little toy Robin, that's the visual cue. Yeah. That's the visual cue that takes us back to her. And I'm really curious if they set up that on purpose. Now, maybe they didn't know they were going to be doing this particular thing. But if they said, okay, here, we got this visual cue that'll allow people to know we've come back to this character from that season and we're going to use, you know, use her. And I really do think that they're probably playing the long game when they set that up and said, we'll use this and we'll do this. But the military are on their tail. Um, we find out how people disappeared uh, with with. uh Enoch, when when he picked up the team, is that basically I think you you get kind of you you lose time, you get frozen, and and then you wake up, and when you wake up, people are gone because they just left, you know, they just went on their way. But when they use the the words "we lost time," I'm thinking I, I'm thinking X Files. <laughs> I'm going back to X Files and the whole, you know, with with uh, UFO abductions, you you lose time. You that's that's one of the reasons you know that you've been abducted by a UFO. Lost time. Yeah, and this is also an episode that heavily features an alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the alien Enoch takes them to the place where uh, he he took the others and. It's it's a lighthouse, but it's a lighthouse that is kind of covering the entrance to this place that Enoch doesn't even know where it came from. Everything about this thing is is unknown. And he's going to take them there, and it's safe there. Now, the military doesn't just want to find Fitz. They also want to find Rose, or Robin, rather, because they want to find her and control her. And the lady who's in charge of the military in this episode is clearly not a good person. We're going to find out a little no. bit just how not good she is, but not a good person. Uh, meanwhile, I do love the scene where Marvel Mulder and Scully are standing in the kitchen and they realize what they have on their hands because they take a drawing off the refrigerator. They ask, does he have children? No, he lives here alone. Uh, but the drawing that they take off the refrigerator is actually perfectly framed uh, picture of them standing in the kitchen looking at the picture from the refrigerator. So I, I appreciated that. That was a, I, I love that kind of, of thing where they, they use her power to do cute little storytelling things. And that was <laughs> fun. And I'm liking Marvel Mulder and Scully 
I am. Me too. They they did a good job. A good job setting us up for what happens yeah. to them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we can get to that in a few minutes. <laughs> well, yeah. So in or our next... W- yeah. Oh. <laughs> Let's just go ahead. <laughs> in our next act, they are living in the lighthouse. And we get a heart-to-heart with Lance and Fitz. And, and again, we've had them talking about uh, their relationships. So on the RV, they're talking about uh, Lance and his relationship with um, uh, Mockingjay. Not Mockingjay. <laughs> this is not Hunger Games. <laughs> Hey, girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mockingbird. Um, and he, he talks about how they're still together because they're not not together, you know, and distance is their savior. And, and Fitz says, well, distance is our curse, you know, and in uh, this heart to heart. The universe doesn't want us together. That's Fitz's summation of his relationship with Simmons. And Lance, I love Lance's response. Dude, the universe doesn't care. <laughs> the universe doesn't care about you and her. Um, yeah. And and then yeah. we get into some ideas of, of Fitz talking about the, the darkness that came out of him while he was in the framework. And he believes he was left behind because he was a risk. Um, while Hunter was talking about um, his relationship with Bobby, at one point he mentions that they faced off against ninjas. Yes. Did, were you thinking the same thing I was thinking? Uh, the hand? Yeah. Did they face off against the hand? I don't think we will ever know. I so want to know. And I, I, I'm pretty sure we won't, we'll never find out. But I, you know, that would actually be a really good place for Lance and Bobby to wind up is in the Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, Honestly, those two, because of the way that they work in this universe now, could end up anywhere. Yeah. Uh, I want to see them face off with Ninja. And yeah, that, that would be fun. Yeah. yeah, but we'll just have to wait. We'll just yeah. have to wait. I. <sighs> yeah, because Bobby is on the Orville right now. Yeah, she's, what, 200 years and into the future and far off in the galaxy. <laughs> and also in, yeah, an actual series that has a full season that needs her, so. Being worshipped by an alien race because she healed a little girl. That uh, actually happened. <laughs> yeah, that that's the episode I haven't seen yet. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting episode. I'm I'm sure it is. I, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I've okay. enjoyed that series so far. And honestly, she's the part I could do without in that series. Uh she does a she doesn't do anything wrong in that. It's just like the series could exist without her. She could come back to Agents of Shield and I'd be totally okay with it. True. Yeah. So anyway, uh I love I love Lance's just practical. The universe doesn't care. Like you say, the universe wants to keep you two apart. The universe doesn't care. You know, just, just deal with it, man. But then you also have that whole darkness uh, side of of Fitz, and that's interesting. I mean, that's that's something he's going to have to deal with, and it's a through line up until the the post credit scene here of him 
you know, she doesn't need to see me again. She doesn't need me like that. And then again, no, but, but she needs, she needs her fits back. back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is, is Lance is just really practical about that too. He's like, well, you know, so that's good. You have that, you know, you you just got to take care of it. You know, just, uh, every light needs a shadow, blah, blah, blah. Deal with it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that when, um, Gemma sees Fitz later, she will be more than happy to see him. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So he goes and asks Robin if, first of all, he, 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 we find out some of Robin's backstory that she went through Terragenesis and now she doesn't talk or she doesn't uh, talk much. Um, and all the communication about the future comes from her drawings and um, Enoch has been helping them. And he, uh, he asks why he didn't go back because there was a picture that had the whole team going back, but why not him? Why wasn't he in, in part of that? Well, she draws a picture that shows that he is, he was not sent there because he is going to be sent there to send, to save them. That's his job. So he didn't go with them because he's going to save them. And Enoch is all, you know what? I'm okay with interfering because there's prophecy involved and we are going to get my ship and we can use that to get to the future. And so they sneak yeah. back into the installation where they were. Um, they go in under the, <laughs> the code names that they use to get in there are Rusty Feltzer and uh, Jimmy, Flut- Jimmy Futterman, I think is what it was. And the side of the truck says Rusty's construction and repair. <laughs> nice little, nice little thing. So they, the, the, they, they get a distraction. The distraction are ferrets that set off the perimeter alarms. <laughs> Very they, low tech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they go inside and they find all their old shield stuff. Yay. Yeah. And the bus. Yeah. It's home. It's home. The bus is home. So they are able to get on to their home, have a little bit of conversation about home. But yeah, this, this whole, this whole episode, I mean, we're moving at a pretty fast clip, but it's taking a lot. It's a long period of time that we're covering. And I like, you know, they're living on the lighthouse or under the lighthouse. And I like that. uh, We've got these conversations going on and, and we've got, Fitz trying to figure out how can he get to save his friends, but at the same time dealing with his darkness and, uh, and he's got Lance to help him. Everybody yeah. needs a Lance. You need a Lance because a Lance has a rusty and Lance also has, I don't remember. I didn't write the name of the guy who helped them with the false identities, but yeah, everyone needs yeah. a Lance because everyone needs that someone who knows everyone. Yeah. And Lance is one of those guys for sure. Um, lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Is it me or have we heard that word before this season? Yeah, I think it's where they are right now or where the team, I think it's where they live right now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, I think that's what they, they called it. The lighthouse. And so this bunker has survived the destruction of the earth. This is, okay. the, this is the bunker. Well, okay. So if that bunker underneath that lighthouse 
in Lake Ontario. Mm -hmm. That would make sense how that card got from the past or into our present into the future. (laughs) Because it was still in the bunker. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When the Earth, yeah. It it totally makes sense. And yeah, and I actually hadn't put that together. I just figured it was something they had found. I hadn't put together that, yes, this bunker that they're look that's been there forever and super, you know, strong and protective is actually the place that humanity is, is kind of hunkering down and, and barely surviving in. Uh, yeah, I just figured, you know, cause, uh, oh, what's his name? Virgil, you know, was finding artifacts in other places. I just figured that was one of his artifacts that he found, but this is, this makes more sense that, it's like a, it, that's an artifact that was already there, but it's an artifact that points to this future prophecy as they're waiting for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to come to them. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Good catch. Okay. All right. So the the final act here is they escape. They fly away. Uh <sighs> The, the military leader, and I need to find out what her name is, honestly, because um, we're probably going to have more dealings with her later. She straight up shoots Marvel, Mulder, and Scully in the head for letting her down. Like, just like they're gone. They're just dead. And that's where it's great. They did a great job creating characters that I liked because that actually created impact for me when these two, what could have been random soldiers or whatever – get killed yeah I, I i was really upset that they killed them off in the same episode that they were introduced but marvel Mulder, and scully completely different show <laughs> but i would have watched i would have loved to have watched that show so but we have enough shows to watch right now we we do and <laughs> yeah i mean the other thing is this could have been the kind of thing where they could have stretched out the Fitz investigation and the Fitz going to prison. That could have been happening in all those other episodes, you know, where we would have maybe seen a scene with them every episode or something like that. But they were introduced in this episode and they are not needed after this episode. And so the, the death, I mean, it makes sense on a practical standpoint, but then it also sets up that military leader character. Yeah. What's her deal? You know, I have her name. Yes. General Hale. General Hale. And Mulder and Scully are Lieutenant Evans and Lieutenant Lucas. Don't ask me which one is which. I cannot remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we only have them for this episode, Marvel, Mulder and Scully, I think are good enough for now. But yeah. Uh, speaking of, oh, my goodness, what we have just a couple days and it's another season of X-Files. Yes. Yeah. One more. Thing. I have another another reason to pull out my Agent Scully costume, <laughs> even though I don't have a molder. Yeah. So from here, Fitz is going to go into the future. He is going to travel into the future the slow way, which is to sleep it. He's going to rip Van Winkle this thing. He is going to sleep into the future in a stasis chamber, and. Enoch is going with him and 
Enoch is just staying alive on the ship. They fly away. Uh, Lance is going to take care of, of Rose, or not Rose, Robin and her mother. And then when they put Fitz into that chamber to freeze him for the long sleep, we get the best Star Wars reference of all MCU ever. I'm not going to say the best Star Wars reference of all ever, but definitely the best Star Wars reference of all MCU ever. And that is, I love you. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's understated, but it's there. And it's so funny uh, because Fitz just without missing a beat. I love you. I know. Like, yeah, exactly. uh, (laughs) He knows exactly what his buddy is doing. And it's funny. They're freezing him and it's Empire Strikes Back. Han and Leia. This is okay. So this is why I miss Bobby and Hunter. (laughs) Because sometimes you you just don't get this kind of stuff without them. uh, On the other hand. If, if the situation was Mac and Fitz. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mac, Mac would, would totally be say there. that. Yeah. yeah. Mac would say yeah. that. He's, he's our movie reference guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So could possibly Bobby and Hunter show up in the Netflix, Netflix series? Could they? Could they? Because yes, I know that. But you they know, could. you no? know what I'm going to say. Ah. You know, you know me. There's yeah. no way it's gonna happen. I know. <laughs> I know Eeyore. I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying hypothetically because I know that the the people that are in charge of the television stuff and the movie stuff are not on good terms. But are the television stuff? Does that include like with Agents of Shield and Runaways? Does that also include the Netflix series, or is that a separate thing? Yeah, the Netflix stuff is considered television stuff. Okay. Yeah. So it is possible to at least have that crossover. I'm not going to say it's going to happen. The possibility. But, but it's a possibility, is a and they should. Thing. They should. Uh, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to be too Eeyore ish, but yeah. So. In the future, Enoch wakes up Fitz. And Enoch has a plan. But it's going to take him, you know, basically, do you got it in? Do you have the darkness that you need in you to be able to survive in a world of gangsters and criminals and uh, to survive in a, in a hive of scum and villainy, right? And it ends with Fitz saying, that's my secret. I'm always angry. No, it ends with, <laughs> I have it in me. I have it in me. So we'll see what happens to bring us from that point to the point where Fitz says she's an inhuman and she should fight to the death about Daisy. What's the plan? How does this work? I am so ready for the next episode. Are you ready for the next episode? I'm ready for the next episode. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. Um, I'm glad that our hiatus is only one week. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, you know, a four-week kind of thing. Or actually, when they gave us Agent Carter in between 
for like the winter hiatus. That that was cool. That was good. Yeah, and I miss that. I think that they made a huge mistake in, in canceling Agent Carter because that did give them that opportunity to to spend more time on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and to produce those episodes without putting in these huge gaps that you tend to find during this uh, the spring season. Yes, but the reason we don't have the huge gap for this season is because we started out... With Inhumans. Right. Yeah. So... Yeah. Would I rather have season three of Agent Carter? Yes. Yes. Yes, I would. But instead, am I happy with what we're getting here? Yes. We, because the other thing is, concurrently, we have Runaways and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. running side by side right now. Now, not for long. I mean, Runaways has two more episodes left. But they're running side by side. That's a great one-two punch. Two very different shows. But both of them, high-quality stuff. Both of them yes. also dealing with time travel in different ways. Yes. All right. Well, I don't. Else? I don't. Oh. I don't think Runaways has really hit much. Oh, that's true. They did have the transmission from. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a lot of people out there who have not seen Runaways, and I'm just throwing out there. I mean, I'm I'm mentioning it, but yeah. Spoiler policy. Yes. Well, it's not even. I mean, I'm. Spoiler policy would allow us to talk about Runaways freely and openly right now. But I want people to watch it. I want people to watch it. So, so we're, I'm, I'm holding back a little bit on our, our spoiler policy with Runaways as far as okay. what we're doing here with, with that. So, yeah. If you want it spoiled for you, you can listen to the episodes we've done. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I – again, I, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I recommend it. Jump on Hulu and, and get that. However, again – Oh, and by the way, Hulu is also how I watch Reno, uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s um, previous episodes. Like, if I didn't get to watch it on Friday night at 9 o'clock, Hulu. That's that's how I watch it. That's why I still have Hulu. Um, and, yeah, that's how I do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I missed. Yes. Anything else uh, to, to talk about with uh, this episode? Did I miss anything? Hmm. I hit all. I I have talked. We have talked about all of the points I wanted to talk okay. about. All right. So, yeah. Well, we've got some listeners who have some things that they want us to talk about. By want us to talk about, I mean read their emails about the thing. We got listeners who wrote in, <laughs> and I'm going to read what they said. So let's do that. Okay. Let's go. Shield Field Report. First, we have subject Fitz from Agent Robert. He says, long time listener, first time harasser. (laughs) And he says, looking forward to getting the fits of it all at about four hours from now. Here's hoping that mysterious silhouette alien doesn't get much explanation because it would be neat for the second half of the season. You've been pretty adamant about this timeline being overridden. 
While it would make most people happy, it would erase some really cool characters just like that. We've seen dedicated loving dad and lovable drifter in addition to the usual jerk tropes. If they make things better in this future, it may be strong enough to stand on its own. I won't get too far down this particular rabbit hole, but there are some timelines that are not overridden when fixed in the past. Speaking of fixing everything, I sincerely hope they fix Simmons before heading back in time. It would suck for her to have blurry vision for the rest of her life. This is presuming that they find a way to make her hear everyone. Also, can she read sign or Morse code? So, yeah, the question about sign language or Morse code, um, I don't I don't know. But that would actually be a very, very helpful, <laughs> very, very helpful uh, skill to have in her situation as far as the timeline being overridden um there is the idea of multiple timelines that branch out from each other and so this even if they stop their world from being destroyed in the past this timeline could go on and they would just be a new timeline that's their new the new timeline from their old timeline am i making sense it does to me. Yeah. Okay. Go back to Back to the Future. I think yeah. it's what Back to the Future Part Two, where Doc explains the t- the uh, parallel timelines. Yeah. On the chalkboard. So parallel timelines could yes. work, but I am even more interested in the idea of bringing everyone back to the past with them. I think that there could be some Ooh. really cool things where you have this pocket group of people from the lighthouse who come back to the past from the future and have, and basically are, are, you know, get to have a new life and a new lease on life and actually experience earth as earth and not just as the framework. I Mm. love that idea. I don't know if they'll go that direction. I don't know either, but the interesting thing is I'm not sure if they could blend in well. That's what would make it interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That would make it interesting. But it's true. If they do go back and just change the future, yeah, we do lose, well, everyone. (laughs) I mean, everyone who was born, everyone who was conceived before the Earth was destroyed would still be around if they made it that far. But everyone who was born after the Earth was destroyed would not have an opportunity to exist in in the the real or the, the fixed future. So it's true. It's it's true. Yeah. All right. So then we have this from Agent Skimmons. Subject line is Fitz the Beast. I am so happy they gave us a hearty dose of Fitz before the break. He looks so good with that beard. I was wondering where he was this whole time, and I really enjoyed how he used his creativity and genius to connect with his homie on the outside. And he was right. They were abducted by aliens. Smart guy. (laughs) I knew that the that prison situation was shady considering they never read him his rights or let him see daylight. I'm surprised he didn't squint a bit when he finally got outside. I also really love the bromance of this episode. This is part of what I appreciate about this show outside of the cool action scenes and awesome sci-fi fantasy Marvel stuff. The relationships between the characters are really sweet. Fitz is still struggling with what the framework brought out of him, but it seems like part of the story is him learning that he can use those ruthless aspects of his character in a good way. In this case, him being a beast is what they have uh, is what may have help him save his friends and his lady love. The fact that the army general Hale killed 
her two subordinates without a second thought has me thinking there is another story within this story. Rest in peace to those two. I like their acting and chemistry. Lastly, but not leastly, how did they get their hands on that postcard from the lighthouse 70 years prior? And shout out to Enoch, the most compassionate alien I've seen outside of E.T. Thanks for the great podcast and Happy New Year. I think we answered that. Yeah. It was already in the bunker. It was. They are in the bunker where that was left behind. So I think that's a really neat little detail. And Lake Ontario, you know, that puts us directly in uh, Great Lakes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that we could call their team as they assemble their team in the future, <laughs> the Great Lakes Avenger, maybe. But maybe not. Finally, from Agent Oliver in Winnipeg, we get subject line, Fitz! And <laughs> he says, wait a second, Fitz can't go back. If he goes back... There will be two of him in our timeline. If he stays in the future and they go back, they can't wake him up or he won't save them. Someone tell me I'm wrong, please. All said through crying, sniveling breakdown. I don't want to, this to be the final season. And Fitz is my favorite. I'm having a bit of a moment. You guys are my best podcast friends, Agent Oliver. P.S. For the record, this was supposed to sound unstable. Please don't block me. <laughs> so, um, you're okay. Yeah, sure. Sounds unstable, but you are not unstable. Um, we're going to talk you back down. Or I'm going to try to anyway. Um, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're definitely right that they can't wake him up because then he can't save them in the future. But at the same time, they also can have him sleeping on that ship far away from the Earth while he's on earth. So he, this is that doc Brown kind of thing too, where um, <laughs> he sleeps to the future. Wait a minute, but then we're getting some weird paradoxes, but he sleeps to the future. They go back to the past. They stop the earth from being destroyed. And so you have the ship out there with him sleeping on it, waiting for a future. That's not going to happen because they stopped it. And so him from the future comes back from a future that didn't happen and is living on Earth and not waking himself up on the ship. But if the Earth is never destroyed and they go back and stop it from being destroyed, then none of that stuff happened, which means there was no reason for him to wake up in the future. Just don't think about it too hard. Yeah, this is a mystery science theater theme song thing where you have to say to yourself, it's just a show. I should really just relax. <laughs> yeah. This, yeah. this, yeah, this one could get into some head hurting paradoxes. Yeah. I mean, this is like Doctor Who meeting himself all over again, kind of paradox. Yeah. But yeah. that sometimes that paradox. And those ideas can lead to some really fun stuff. So yeah, we're and okay. So all that to say, I'm going to talk you down by saying it could lead to some really cool stuff. Is that good enough? Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Agent Oliver, but if not, um, write in again and I will try and talk you down again. But I do want to thank you for listening because it's fun to hear from new listeners and yeah. 
I, I call uh, podcast friends, I call them pod acquaintances. <laughs> so, pod acquaintance. Yeah. Okay. A pod acquaintance. Pod acquaintance is when you listen to someone and get to know them through listening to them. And, or when you are talking to the podcast, to the microphone, and, you know, you're talking to someone that you don't know who they are. That's the pod acquaintance. Podcast friends is when you write in and, and interact. That's, that's podcast friends. So, yes. Yeah. All right. That is that. So thank you so much for listening. You can go to welcome to level seven dot com. And by going to welcome to level seven dot com, you can see our episodes. You can see some of the stuff we're going to be talking about after the credits. And you can also find out how to contact us through uh, well, through Facebook at facebook.com slash welcome level seven. If you go to welcomelevel7.com slash feedback, that'll also give you our phone number where you can leave a voicemail. And we will be playing the voicemails next week that are appropriate for the, for Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we won't be playing any Punisher things yet, but we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah. So with all that said, uh, I don't know, Samantha, if you have, have any uh, final words before we, uh, we shut this down? I do. Okay. Thank you so much for listening and go get that Hulu account so you can watch Runaways. It is totally worth it. And I am going to leave this off with that classic ancient battle cry that you must say anytime that you're going to run and charge into something just completely foolhardy and dangerous. Release the ferrets. Thanks for listening to Welcome to Level 7. You've heard us, now we'd love to hear from you. Go to welcometolevel7.com slash feedback where you can contact us through our website. You can also leave us a voicemail by calling 177-55-LEVEL-7. You can also join the lively conversation going on at facebook.com slash welcometolevel7 or connect with us on Twitter where we're level7pod. And remember, the 7 is spelled out. Our theme music is The Light Fantastic by J.S. Earls, and you can find that at transplant.bandcamp.com. Welcome to Level 7 is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, get productive in your personal and professional life, theorize over TV shows, laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx. And once again, thanks for listening. Okay, so we talked about in the news section, uh, news things about 2018 from the MCU. Let's talk a little bit about news items from Welcome to Level 7. And we're going to be talking about these things more and more. We're going to try not to make it so that we're talking about them all the time. Um, but we are. We, this is something that we're excited about. Uh, so first thing, Samantha, um, are you familiar with Patreon? Yes. We are we we are starting a Patreon uh, a Patreon account and um, everything that we are doing right now for free is still going to be for free so all the Runaways coverage free Agents of Shield coverage free um, but we are going to be creating some new content that will go out to Patreon Patre- Patreon patrons only um, that will include uh, commentaries the Howard the Duck commentary will be immediately given to you. Um, as as a thank you um but 
there'll be things that are Patreon exclusive, but they are not going to take the place of anything that we're doing already. So everything you're hearing right now, if you're listening to this right now, you're still going to be able to listen to our, our feed, um, Netflix, Hulu, Freeform, ABC, movies, all those things still going to be happening the way they happen. It's just there'll be some extras to say thank you over on on Patreon. And, and yeah, so that's that's Patreon. And already we have a couple people who have signed up for it because we've kind of done a soft launch with that. Um, but there's three reward levels. Uh, there's the $1 reward level, which says just uh, thank you, and you get access to our Howard the Duck commentary. There's a $3 a month reward level that gives you access to the Howard commentary plus access to the Patreon podcast feed, which will feature uh, one episode a month of bonus content from us. And then there's the $7. <laughs> so the the uh, $1 comment, uh, the $1 reward level is don't yield back shield. The $3 is face front true believers, but the $7 level of course, it's welcome to level seven. <laughs> so, um, and you get some shout outs and stuff like that. So plus the the monthly uh, Patreon podcast feed and, and that. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash welcome to level seven. And the seven, of course, is spelled out. <laughs> So, yeah, we're, we're working on adding things to that. We'll, we'll have articles and, and we'll have um, uh, episode postings. We'll go there uh, as well as on, on Facebook and, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah. So that is Patreon. And that helps us to pay for the website. It helps us to pay for our domain names. It helps us to pay for uh, new equipment that we'd like to get to run things a little smoother. And just all those things that goes into creating the podcast but our regular podcast always free never gonna not be free and if you don't give to patreon you're not gonna miss out on our regular content that we are already doing um it's just there'll be some bonus extra stuff so yeah the way i i put it on our our patreon account is coming alongside us as a patreon patron will allow us to not just do more it will help us to do it better so that's that's yes. why we're doing it Yes. So starting next week, we'll actually start with the shout outs. So I'm excited about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. The other thing, and this is, again, this is new content. And it actually was something that came up in the context of conversation about the uh, the Patreon, uh, Patreon exclusive stuff. We ended up deciding very quickly. No, not, not an exclusive thing. We are going to be doing a second podcast feed that would be a weekly feed from now until Avengers Infinity War comes out and it's going to be called Welcome to the Infinity Initiative and we are starting this week with Iron Man and every week we'll be watching another uh, of the MCU movies until we actually get to that final week where we will rewatch Black Panther and and then we'll be seeing Avengers Infinity War. But it's watching through all of the MCU movies week by week to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And 2008, May 2008, um, we had uh, Iron Man. And so now we're 
we're getting back around to May 2018 and we're getting Avengers Infinity War. So yes. that is exciting. Now that those will be shorter episodes, uh, but they and they will also not be in the main feed. So this is something we'll be talking about to let people know the next episode has come out, that kind of thing. We'll be mentioning it on our Facebook page and, and all that kind of stuff. But and it'll be on our main website, but it's getting its own feed in iTunes and it's not out yet. Uh, we'll be posting our first episode this week, though, and Stuart and I will be talking about Iron Man. Our second episode, Stuart and I will be talking about Hulk after or the Incredible Hulk. After that, it'll be other hosts. Um, Evan's going to jump in, I think. I know you, Samantha, are planning on jumping in for, on a couple. Um, so that I'm very excited about. And it was a lot of fun to revisit Iron Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to... Um because you guys are rewatching it, I rewatched it the other day and I forgot how exciting it was the first time I saw it and it still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. And I have some very interesting feelings about the incredible Hulk that I didn't have, or I didn't remember having. And, um, yeah, it's, it's actually a fun project. Again, uh, this is one that, like I said, we're doing more, want to do more better, you know, and uh, this is adding to the load in some ways. But in on the other hand, it's adding to the load in a good way. And it's all it's it's a lot of fun. So that'll be in a different feed, though. It won't be in this this feed that you're listening to right now. In this feed, we are covering everything. Runaways, Netflix stuff when we get to it. Weekly ABC we didn't want to clutter this feed even more with something extra and different. So we will let you know how to find it, but it will be most likely the, the easiest thing will be most likely just putting in welcome to the infinity initiative. And because that's a title and we will go from there, but keeping that brand, I think I'm not sure, uh, Samantha, when, uh, how many feeds you need to have that come from your, your own website, to become a network, but um, we're so far, we're not planning on being a welcome to the network, but who knows? Maybe we'll eventually get around to doing welcome to section 31, the Star Trek <laughs> podcast. Someday. That's, that's actually a good question for Daniel J. Lewis, yeah. Yeah. who is, uh, he runs the noodle mix network, which welcome to level seven appears on. Well, that's that's all I have then. And I just want to thank you listeners for listening and thank you for being a part of of what we do. And yeah, we're doing it because we have fun and you are part of a big part of what makes it fun. So that is yes. it. With all that said, I think it's time for me to just shut this down now and go to bed because yes. it's been a long, long holiday season and i got regular work regular work hours <laughs> happening tomorrow so thanks samantha okay thank you bye <laughs>